Welcome to Radio B&R, a podcast production of the Baptist and Reflector, the official news journal of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Radio B&R, keeping Tennessee Baptists informed about the issues impacting their lives and churches. Hello, and welcome to Radio B&R. I'm Lonnie Wilkie, editor of the Baptist and Reflector, and your host today. I'm on site in Gatlinburg, Tennessee at Roaring Fort Baptist Church with Pastor Kim McCroskey. Kim, thank you for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Kim, I know that uh, a lot of our listeners remember the fires that hit uh, Gatlinburg in November of last year. Tell us uh, what you recall about November 28th when you found out your church had burned and just a few things that's gone on since then. Well, uh once I found out the church had burned, it was, uh, I guess, a moment of shock. More than just a moment, it was a few weeks. Uh, we were uh, just trying to figure out, you know, what what we're going to do next. There was never an option to, you know, stop doing what we do as far as uh, a ministry. But uh, we knew that uh, we had a long road ahead of us, and because of that, we. Uh, went back to business as quickly as possible because that helped us more than anything. We had Camp Smokey to meet at the first Sunday after the fires on the 28th, and we've been there ever since. So as far as doing ministry, but uh, you still have to plan and and uh, figure out how to go forward, and that's what we did, and God has done so many wonderful things since uh, the fires. There's been 32 people saved since the fires here at Rowan Fork, and uh to God be the glory uh, on that. But uh, well, that's that's uh, that's incredible in itself. The uh, you may hear some noise in the background. We are at the site, and construction is going on right now. But Kim, tell us about uh, was it overwhelming the response you had from Tennessee Baptists and others immediately after the fire? What what did that mean to you and your people? Well, it showed us that we're part of an organization that. Uh, it's more than smoke and mirrors. It's an organization that cares. Uh, Tennessee Baptist Disaster Relief was here within the first few days, and uh, they helped us with uh, uh, the demolition of our Family Life Center. And uh, uh, the uh, Tennessee Baptist Mission Board uh, has been uh, very generous to us uh, through this as well. There's just been people from all over the country uh, this is Rowan Fort Baptist Church is is not just home to people from Gatlinburg. We minister to people from all over the country. I was just reading my phone, and last Father's Day, uh, a young man from South Carolina was saved. Uh, my Facebook shows me memories, and uh, so we minister to everybody. And there's a lot of people that, when we had our groundbreaking ceremony, they came out uh, from other states. And that was just a you know a, a photo op when we shoveled a little dirt, uh, but now uh, we're in the midst of it and in the thick of it with Builders for Christ, and that's been probably the biggest blessing that we've had. Builders for Christ, they have, have been incredible. You know, the the church burned on the 28th, on the 29th. My understanding is their 2017 booking canceled, and uh, they found me. I. I I didn't really know about Builders for Christ, and they found me, and uh, it was a God thing. Still is every, you know, every day I come in here, and I've been here every day 
since this started and it's just incredible to see how these people work um, they are and I said this to you earlier they are a visible example of how the local church should work I mean they work together they're happy they're they're just happy to be giving up their time paying their own way to come here and to give their gifts and talents to build rebuild our buildings and these are people from all over the United States uh, 22 right? different states is represented uh, with these guys uh, the uh, the headquarters is in Birmingham, Alabama, and we've had a lot of Alabama folks, uh, a lot of pe folks from the south, but we've got people this week from Wisconsin. Uh, we've, we had people from uh, actually Logan, Ohio this week. We've got um, people from Connecticut that came and put trusses up. It's incredible just to watch and to try to stay out of the way and help if you can. During this uh, time of transition, your church has gone full steam. You mentioned the baptisms, but from what I understand, you uh, all have an active bus ministry, and you were kind of concerned about that, I think, after the church was uh, destroyed by fire, but that basically has continued as well, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Uh, I think maybe our population of children has fallen off a little, but we've still got six buses that are active uh, just because we don't have the room at Camp Smokey. There, there are Sundays when we only have one building over there, and that's the worship building. Uh, if there's campers there, we don't have access to the pickle building and the hill building where we have our nursery and our children's church. Uh, this coming Sunday, we don't have a building at all. We're going to have to meet over here under our pavilion because of summer camp, and that's fine. We knew that. Uh, it's been a real blessing for to have camp smoking, and uh, Robert Nichols, our uh, associational director of missions, uh, offered that to me on Tuesday after the church burned on Monday, offered it to me on the 29th. So, and we uh, graciously accepted and have been there ever since. Okay, uh, talk to us about after the fire, the mood and attitude of the people. How, how were they, were they, oh, woe is me, our church burned, or did you, were y'all able to just say, we're going to, uh, recover. We never felt sorry for ourselves. We we never uh, had the thought of not rebuilding. Uh, the church people have tried to keep focused, and and it wasn't very long that we uh, hired an architect and we had drawings up, and we have them on the wall over at Camp Smoky. They can see what's coming. And I've been through building programs before. And if if people see you're doing something, they're going to stay encouraged. And and now they come by here and see all that's been done. Uh, they're super excited about that and can't wait to get back over here. What did you tell them that first Sunday in your first message after the fire? Uh, I told them that we will go forward and uh, we will. Uh, this is not going to hinder us. I think Satan underestimated us, and uh, in fact, I know he did. And uh, I just let them know that you know we're going to rise up out of these ashes and and be bigger and stronger than we ever were before, and we're going to have a whole lot more facility to work with when we get back. Uh, Satan probably had this to do over. He would uh, leave us alone uh, because you know God can see out there where He can't, and God knew what was going to be coming in the future. Well, and, basically, you told me that the uh, new facility will almost double your sanctuary space. But talk to us about that, and then also the other building that was destroyed, and it looks like it's coming together pretty yeah. well too. Well, both of our buildings are going up at the same time. 
the well, old, what is the other building? It's a family life center. It's, uh, it's actually a full basketball court where you let the kids play basketball. That's where all of our children's ministry is next door. Uh, the family life center before was, you know, uh, we had a basketball court, a commercial kitchen, and uh, it was a place where the children met. We had functions over there. Uh, but the new building versus the old building, above the kitchen in the new building, there's a youth room that will hold about 70 youth. We didn't have that before. We just had an attic. And so it's going to be much, much nicer. It's quite a few more square feet than the other building the, the Family Life Center is. We're going to put back the, the ball court. We're not going to go back with a wooden court the way we had before. It'll be a vinyl plank, and that way it can be cleaned more easily and won't have to be covered up all the time. Uh, as far as the worship center goes, uh, the old worship center was uh, 229 was the capacity on uh, counting the choirs, my understanding is what the architect figured. And the new one will seat 448, I believe, uh, including the choirs, 402 in the auditorium and 46, I think, in the choir is the capacity. And then all of our classes downstairs, some of the classes uh, downstairs have tripled in size compared to what we had before. So we're going to have a lot more Sunday school room, uh, a lot more user-friendly nursery. Uh, a small children's room will have a restroom in it so they're not having to run back and forth to the bathroom and they stay contained in that one room and uh, we're just super excited and the church folks knew that uh, uh, it was never going to be you know forever us getting back over here. We, we started work uh, on demolition within a week and a half so when people see things happening they, they don't get discouraged and say well or are they ever going to get started? That was not the case here. Within a week and a half, uh, Tennessee Baptist Disaster Relief was here working on the Family Life Center in Wild. Uh, building construction out of Morristown was here because we had to hire someone to do this building because it was three stories and uh, Disaster Relief didn't have equipment big enough to do that or they would have taken care of everything. Plus, the two houses that were behind the church, now Disaster Relief tore those down, cleaned those up for the people, uh, and we bought the property. Uh, they didn't want to build back so now we have adequate parking or we'll have and uh, so God's made a, a huge blessing out of what some would have said oh that's so tragic wow uh, that's amazing yeah. but that's what God does isn't oh, it? oh absolutely and plus we built a pavilion over near the we have a rental house the church owns and we've got a, a 40 or a 60 by 80 pavilion now that we can use for our children use outside uh, that's what the Builders for Christ are using now to have their meals under. But it's a huge building down there. It's, of course, it's just a pavilion with a roof. Was that added after the fire? Yeah. It's, uh, it went up in a week. One of our uh, people uh, owns a uh, pole barn business, and uh, he put it up in a week because the tent that Builders for Christ normally use would go up safely down there because we didn't have enough room to stretch out the ropes to make it secure. And there's a lot of wind up here too. Uh, you know, we've had some high winds, 80 something mile an hour winds when we just had the walls up. And we, some people lost their houses again, blowed their walls down, but our walls stood. Wow. Uh, and so it's been a journey. We've fought fire and water and wind and we're still here. And uh, I'm just looking forward to being done and being back in the pulpit here. I guess you've been able to use some biblical lessons to your uh, members. Sounds like your church has been built on the rock and oh, it's standing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. 
and it's it's just amazing where we are today, uh, seven months later. Uh, it's amazing where we're at uh, to have this. Did you even this dream is, dream this could happen when you were out here November twenty eighth? 29th. I, di I didn't know how. I, I didn't know how we were going to do it. And and as I said, we were kind of in shock. We were thinking we'll build a metal building back, which is what the Family Life Center was, and and maybe a structural steel building over here. And uh, Lawrence Corley, who is the main coordinator for Builders for Christ, called me and said, I think we should talk. And we did, and that's turned into be a wonderful friendship uh, with Lawrence. He's a wonderful man. His heart is building churches for people. And they build churches for people, for churches. They build those churches for churches that are seeing people saved, baptized. And normally, uh, quite frankly, they don't even come south, normally. They go up north where there's not many Southern Baptist churches, and that's where they, they'll be back in Wisconsin next year. Hmm. Uh, and so it was a complete God thing. This is the only church they've ever built in Tennessee. And it's a complete God thing that we uh, were allowed to partner with Builders for Christ. Uh, you can see that uh, without even looking hard to see how blessed we've been to be able to have these people for a partner. We've had actually two church services already in the Family Life Center. A group from Alabama and a group from Georgia. And we just cleaned out everything over there and had two services over there already. Uh, the first week that they were here, one of the volunteers that came to help build were saved. Wow. Uh, a man from uh, Clarksville came in and uh, he was doing a good deed and got better than he gave. And he got eternal life and uh, I was happy about that. I think that just validated, it was the very first week and that just validated, you know, this, is, this partnership is right. What else uh, can Tennessee Baptists do do for Roaring Fork in the days ahead. Pray for us, come up and put you on a hard hat and a pair of gloves if you'd like. And there's a lot of jobs to do. Uh, I know we've got uh, insulation and I mean, they're gonna have teams coming, but uh, if you wanna work, uh, you, you can get a job uh, around here. Uh, Who do they need to contact you? Lawrence or? Corley, Lawrence Corley. He coordinates, if it's a big team, if it's just two or three people just show up and say, I wanna work. And uh, we had a, a pastor don't remember where he's from. He was here on vacation, and he came up and gave us two days, and they just gave him a job. I don't. I think he was. Uh, I don't really even remember what he did do. I want to say framing, but we have so many people here; it's hard to keep up with uh, everybody all the time. And uh, but uh, these are just wonderful people. They're just wonderful people. And and when I say to them, "Thank you," they say, "No, thank you for allowing us to come." and to serve God in this capacity. It's amazing, it's amazing uh, to, to see these guys work and to see their attitude towards serving God. Uh, if, if every church operated like Builders for Christ, Satan would have to get another job. Uh, it's incredible because they are here to glorify God. It's not about them. It's about making sure that the kingdom of God is growing uh, and they're going to use their talents and gifts to uh, perpetuate that as much as they can. Now, it looks like a lot of these are Baptists who uh, participate with Builders for Christ. They're all Baptists. They're all Baptists. Yeah. Good. They're all Southern Baptists. They're, uh, they only build Southern Baptist churches. Okay. Uh, they are, uh, as I said, they go up north mainly because there's not many Southern Baptist churches up there. But uh, 
they are uh, just great people, great people. I can't say enough about them. Uh, most times I can't talk. I can't talk to them without crying uh, uh, because they've been such a blessing to us. Now, I know the construction began late May. Mm -hmm. uh, we're here in the, uh, near the end of June now. What's the uh, timetable for completion, or has there been one set yet? We, we hope, and we'll see what happens, because you know, drying in is the quick part. Uh, but we hope to be back before the 28th of November, which was when it left. We're hoping Thanksgiving, really. That's the date I've been saying. And it could be before, it could be after, but uh, at the rate they're going, uh, we've got heat and air people here this week, as you can see upstairs there. There's, um, there's a group uh, that uh, called Duck Dynasty, D-U-C-T. Uh, and they're, they're here this week, and we had people with uh, HVAC here last week, and they should complete all the duct work, setting all the indoor units uh, before this week's out. So all that'll be done, and we'll start drywalling, insulation first, and then drywall. But uh, it's, that's not an uh, unreasonable goal. November's not. Uh, I guess you could even say it could be before. This. Some of these guys are coming back. They're going to come back and paint. They're going to come back and do whatever needs to be done. Uh, we've got uh, our plumbers and electricians. Of course, they're here. They're not volunteers. But now we do have a lot of volunteers that are uh, pulling wire. So that's saving us money through Massey Electric. They're taking into account all the volunteer hours that we're giving them that their electrician's not having to put in, and they're going to give us a discount accordingly. How much, how much money do you think the volunteers are saving the church as far as the total cost to rebuild it? Well over a million dollars. Just in labor? Labor costs, well over a, over, over a million dollars, I would say, or around that. That's what I was told by, you know, when I met with them, we'll save you a million bucks. So, uh, And as I said, we've had uh, support from not just Baptist churches. We've had non-denominational churches. We've had Lutheran churches, Methodist churches. Uh, from all over the country, some that have went through what we've went through, and some that just have a heart that knows that uh, in reality there's just one church, and that's the Church of Christ that uh, uh, where He died on the cross for us. So um, it's about uh, about service, about uh, serving God, and, and a lot of people are doing that more so on the front end, but we're still receiving. With, uh, some donations as far as that. And it's, it costs a lot to do this. It's quite expensive uh, to build two buildings this size. Uh, but you know, my prayer is that we're when we're done, there's no debt because we just got out of debt. When I came here nine years ago, uh, they were drowning in debt, and we got out of debt about uh, on, in May of 2015. And uh, so it's not something that's... Uh, alien to us but we i'd rather not have debt we can we could use the money that we do ministry with a lot better than paying a bank note but you know so insurance did not cover the total rebuild oh no 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 we had a uh, million dollars on the family life center and 1.1 million dollars on this building plus contents which was uh, about three hundred and twenty thousand. and um but we decided that we're going to build it back like we want it and God opened the door for us to get the property behind us, as I've told you. And uh, 
God will make a way. He'll make a way. We um, sometimes you got to do stuff by faith. But I know when you build a tower, you got to count the cost as well. But I believe that we'll be uh, okay. We've got our policy still has some more things in it uh, that uh, will pay out. Uh, it'll pay for their sprinkler systems uh, because the buildings didn't have to be sprinkled before, and it's uh, under a clause called ordinance or law. And uh, so there's there's some dollars left in there for that. And actually, one of the guys with Builders for Christ is a uh, an executive in the insurance business. So he's able to help me, who has been the one that's been able to... Uh, I've had to take care of all the insurance claims because we're not that big of a church and don't have a whole lot of staff. And so I've had to take care of that. And I got total payout on the contents, which was... Uh, that was a job. Because you have to go back and remember everything that you had and list it and write down how much it cost. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's tough. When you got church pews that are older than you are, you got to figure out, you know, how much does this cost? Uh, you've got a piano that was bought when I was, you know, it was a Baldwin piano that was bought back in the 60s. Well, the piano I did find out was $76,000 for a piano. So even the contents, we were way uh, underinsured. But I don't guess anyone ever thinks about losing everything like this either. We had one guy, this is a good story that was here week before last. And he and his wife and kids were here. And one month prior to him coming, he lost everything he had in the fire. Burned his dog up. And he mm -hmm. came and volunteered his time to build. It's Like I said, these are incredible people. A lot of people would have been home dealing with insurance, but he came and helped build this building. And uh, that's just the kind of people they are, all of them. They're just incredible people, smiling, happy to be here. And that's the kind of people you like to be around. That's why I've been here every day. That's great. <laughs> so if uh, when they finally have it in the dry, that would be probably more opportunities for any Tennessee, Tennessee Baptist who wanted to serve, sure. yeah. come and help paint. drywall, paint. Drywall, yes, absolutely. Uh, and I, we've got a, actually I want to tell you about a man from Tennessee. His name's Mike Hinkle. He lives in Cleveland. He's a general contractor. He's not just given a week. He's given his whole summer up to come and run this job. Put his business on hold, and he's come up here, and he's living in my driveway in the motorhome. And his wife came up and saw him yesterday and his kids, but he has been here from the get-go. Since we started, Mike has been here. He's went home maybe twice. I mean, that's amazing to me. Wow. I mean, he, he puts his business. I mean, I, he may, they may be working. He may have a crew of men, but he's here. He's here every day, and he's here at daylight, and he don't stop. He's still down here at dark picking up things. He is. He just doesn't have his wings yet because he's got to be an angel. He's. He is something special. Mike Hinkle is, and um, uh, like I said, he is a Tennessee Baptist. He's from Cleveland. Okay. Uh, we we were going to have to hire a general contractor, which would have cost us a half a million dollars probably, because they would have to have superintendents here. And Lawrence Corley calls me one day and says, "Have you hired a general contractor yet?" And I said, not yet. He says, I've got a man that just called me that says God's laid on his heart to come and run that job. And it was Mike. And it was Mike. That's amazing. Well, how we've done this is we've got four general contractors that stack their license because you've got to have a dollar amount. And we've got one of our deacons and uh, another general, local general contractor that's on that building over there, the Family Life Center. Then over here, it's Mike Hinkle and Mike Walston, which is another general contractor that's local. 
And these guys put their license up at no cost to us and said, I wouldn't be a very good Christian if I didn't offer this. And uh, it's amazing. You don't see that because it's normally about the dollars. These guys are local guys and Mike. But Mike's the one that's been here pretty much as the job superintendent. Now, I've hired all the electricians and the plumbers and things like that, but he's the one that people go to with questions. And he walks with one group, leaves Michael come through and see what maybe they were not caught up on. He writes it down and he hands it off to the next week and says, this is what we need to catch up on. And uh, he's incredible. He's just an amazing man of God. He it's just, amazing how God brings together oh, exactly oh. what you needed, isn't it? He, he's, it's, it's, it's something, something special. Um, I just uh, stand amazed. Well, Kim, I appreciate your time and I appreciate uh, uh, the spirit you have because I feel like you've, you, you've led through this through a tough time and we wish you nothing but the best in the days ahead and uh, we look forward to being here at uh, first service in November, hopefully. So you let us know. We look forward to it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to Radio BNR, a podcast production of the Baptist and Reflector, the official news journal of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded at baptistandreflector.org forward slash radio BR. The ministries of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptist.org.